It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dublin's hit music station, FM 104. Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by performance coach Patrick Harding. Hello, how are you? Hi, Louise. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for chatting. So tell me, I suppose, let's start. What is a performance coach? Yeah, I've been I've been getting asked that a lot. <laughs> um, so I'm a physiotherapist by background. Okay. Did a master's in strength and conditioning and I'm also a qualified mental performance coach. Okay. And I guess it's putting those professions together around professional athletes to help improve their performance, hence the performance coaching. But... In reality, when I'm laughing, I say I'm a, an au pair for adults. <laughs> that probably that probably describes the role even better. You do a bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely. But I suppose anyone who's watched um, the new Netflix series of Drive to Survive might recognise you. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's one of those. It's you know we've done two seasons of Drive to Survive. Um, mm. Obviously, me working with Alex. Yeah. And there's been such a huge reaction to this season compared to last season. And, you know, a huge reaction in Ireland, which is quite <laughs> humbling, but also quite surreal. So, yeah, 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 that's kind of where I've, I guess, I've gotten a little bit of attention recently, which is not something I'm, I'm either looking for or, or very often get. Yeah, but it, it's good, though. I think even yesterday with how well we've done in the rugby and in the racing, we like to support our own. So when we suddenly see an Irish person, we're like, oh, great, come talk to us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and that's what's really sweet and what's really, really nice about it. You know, I've got so many messages, you know, from, you know, people I've lost contact with from school or just generally people sending out a message going, you know, great to hear an Irish accent on Drive to Survive and somebody doing yeah. well in sports. Just, uh, I think that's one thing that's really nice about the Irish people in general is, yeah, we like to see our own do well and, and we get behind our own no matter what the sport and as you said, you are the performance coach for Alex Albon. To yeah. look at that sport, for me, it is, obviously it's very physical as a sport, but also it's very mentally. You know, yeah. you've seen your friends go at very fast speeds towards walls and then suddenly you're up next. You know, it, it must take both. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I guess the biggest challenge in the sport is, is the margins. Um, so if you look at qualifying on a Saturday, mm. you could have one or two tenths of a second between first and tenth. So, you know, you've got these cars going 300 plus kilometers an hour, the technical capacity to drive those cars on the limit at that speed, be so precise and then, mm. you know, be a couple of tenths off. And, and for you, that's deemed a really poor performance, you know. So actually being on the edge of the car and getting the most out of the car is something that I really admire about, about these guys and girls who drive these cars at these kind of speeds. 
but absolutely, you know, there's, I guess with all of those Formula One drivers, you know, they've not got to that point in their career without having a shunt or two. Mm. You know, Alex has had a couple of big crashes over the last couple of years, but generally, and, and Alex's attitude, certainly when Roman had his huge crash in Bahrain yeah. this year, was once they know the driver is safe and he's gotten out of the car, then it's really just another crash. Actually, the severity of the crash doesn't really matter to them. Mm. You know, even Alex on his radio in Bahrain, the first thing he came on the radio and said, is the driver okay? And by the time he'd gotten back to the pit box for the red flag, his engineer had come on and said, yeah, Roman, he's out of the car, he's fine. And actually, then Alex is fine. He's moved on from that because yeah. they know once they've had a crash, these cars are so safe these days that once the driver's okay, right, it's back to business. And it's so true. Even watching the series, that's your first thing. It's like, are they getting out? Can we see them? Yeah. It is seems to be everyone's first reaction because obviously that's the main Absolutely. important thing, really, isn't it? Yeah, hugely because you know there's only twenty drivers on the grid mm. and they're all competing against each other. But actually, they've all either grown up with each other in karting, yeah. competing against each other, or for the younger guys, these are drivers that these younger guys have aspired to be. So there's a real emotional element to it because they're all connected in some. You know, there's a yeah. brotherhood of Formula One drivers. You know, it's it's such a, an elite elite group of individuals so you know you talk about professional football there's 40 players in any one Premier League squad there's only 20 drivers in Formula 1 across the world so it's a really you know you're talking 0.00001% of the population who actually make it there so there's a real strong admiration they have for each other and with that comes a bit of a protective element so yeah you know, once once they know their their comrades are safe and sound, then they're, then they're generally good at getting back onto onto what they need to do. And as as your job, you are going into elite sports, so you are going into the best in the sport to make them better. How do you even start with somebody? Yeah, I firstly, it's it's we sit and you know, not I guess with with me and and the individuals I work with, uh, it's such an intense relationship. It, it's firstly making sure that your philosophy is fit. Mm-hmm. So is that individual's philosophy matching mine? Because I guess I'm not there necessarily to change how somebody believes about what they do or how they deliver because somebody like Alex has gotten the majority of their way in their career by doing something very specific. Mm-hmm. What I'm really doing is observing how they behave, how they apply themselves from a sports science point of view and how they apply themselves from an execution perspective on race weekends. Mm-hmm. And we're really just tweaking those areas that we can get those extra percentages around. And um, more often than not, what I'm doing now is working with more young elite drivers and helping support them, not just from a development in their sports perspective, but development as individuals. And that's very much my philosophy. Mm-hmm. You know, say Michael Conlon or, or Alex, you know, these are, it's really important that they separate themselves out from their identity as a sports person, because first and foremost, they're just really good guys. Yeah. They're good individuals who have an identity outside of sport. And actually, that's the most important thing in helping them to develop as individuals. They also just happen to be really, really talented at one specific of a specific sport. So, you know, it's helping them to develop and grow as individuals while also looking for the gains that we can get from a sports science point of view and also from a mental execution point of view under pressure and under scrutiny that these guys operate under. So I guess, you know, it's a difficult question to answer (laughs) succinctly, but it's like I said, you know, with a, with a lot of these guys, I'm not coming in looking to change everything. Yeah. Like I said, you're really looking for half a percent, a percentage of performance that makes a difference between being first, first or being tenth, uh, and that's the reality of elite sport at that level. Does that mean it will be a day-to-day thing, basically? Yeah. So, I, um, so we, I've got five um, professional athletes at the minute. Um, yeah. 
you know, Alex is a reserve driver this year, so the time time commitment with him is is less than last year. But mm-hmm. you know, I when Alex is in the UK, we would have spent two to three days together a week training. He'll do anything up to ten to twelve training sessions a week, um, alongside his similar commitments, his technical commitments at the factory. Uh, you know, same with Michael, and maybe with Michael a day or two a week, he trains over here in London with Adam Booth in Boxing Booth Gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got another client in Formula 3, a young guy who's trying to make it to Formula 1, so I'll be with him maybe two days a week. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's for a lot of these guys, even when I'm not with them, they're training and preparing. So it's it's about scheduling for all these guys and, and girls that work with some female athletes as well. and and supporting them where I'm present, but also helping them develop the independence and commitment to be able to train independently and, uh, I guess, take responsibility for their own development as well as, you know, having me there to support that development as well. And Michael has a, a match coming up soon, a boxing match, doesn't he? Yeah, 30th, 30th of April, a really big fight for him against Baluta, who's beaten some Irish guys, one of my hometown guys, TJ Dutton, he's beaten in the past. So good step up for Michael. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, getting through that fight, uh, it looks like he'll have a shot at a world title against Stephen Fulton from the States. So really, really big year for Michael. You know, he's yeah, he's had he's into his fifth year post Rio now. He's he's you know changed massively as an individual, as an athlete, uh, in his professionalism and his application. You know, he, he's an absolute credit to himself and his work ethic is is insane to be around. Um, yeah, so it, it it could be and should be a very big year for him. And you've worked in lots of different sports. So you worked with Arsenal, you worked with Michael, yes. obviously Alex. Has there been a favourite achievement of yours over the past couple of years? Or is that hard? You know that what? might be a hard question. That's like, that's, that's like <laughs> asking someone to pick their favourite child. <laughs> I would never you know, do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's really weird. And I've asked, I've got asked this question before. And it's because you're present and you're with these guys and girls every day. You don't necessarily have the objectivity of it mm-hmm. about looking at these specific moments. Obviously, there's there's some that stand out. You know, Liam Heath and Natalie that I work with, and I'm going to Tokyo with this summer. I went to Rio with him as well, and he won a gold and silver at Rio. So seeing oh, him amazing. accomplish his life dream and become an Olympic champion was incredible. You know, yeah. doing a ring walk with Michael Conlon at Madison Square Garden is incredible. Uh, you know, Alex getting his first podium in Magella last year was a really special moment knowing his story and, and what it took for him to get to Formula One. Mm. Um, yeah, so look, there, there's just really special moments that you, you may not always appreciate at the time, but mm-hmm. when you reflect back on them, um, the emotion comes and, and you can tell that, yeah, it's had a really special place in, in your own career, but also the career of the individual that you work with. And, you know, that's why I feel really, really privileged about what I do is because these really special individuals have invited me along their uh, invited me along on their journey, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't take that for granted. And you know, they know that when I'm with them, uh, I'm putting in everything that I can, and there's no stone left unturned in, in in terms of helping them improve their performance. So, you know, I guess that's the quid pro quo. You know, I get to work with them and, and see these very special moments. Yeah, it must be a quite nice feeling to see them succeed and they've worked so hard at. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's bizarre. It kind of goes back to what I said earlier about actually for me, my philosophy is more about the development of the individual Mm -hmm. as an individual and the sport comes alongside. So if you ask me what are are some of my proudest moments with Alex, it's actually really, um, really lovely moments of clarity from him around the questions he's asked me or behavior that he's demonstrated growth in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, around his perspective of being in the sport and the pressure and the scrutiny of it, 
you know, he, seeing his development in the maturity and how he deals with that pressure and scrutiny means more to me than him getting a podium. And that's a really strange thing to say because ultimately it's about these guys and girls doing really well in their sport. But actually for me, what I want Alex to do is to grow as an individual, but also grow as a sports person. But the individual for me comes first. So, you know, there was a moment a couple of years ago in Mexico where he'd had a really big shunt on the Friday. You know, there was there was pressure on him. Mm-hmm. And we'd had some really deep philosophical conversations <laughs> over the weekend, but about performance and about development and about, you know, allowing himself to make mistakes and, and not being afraid to make mistakes. And for me, that demonstrates his growth as an individual and the awareness that he brings to his growth, but also, you know, that will stand him a lot of stead in the future. So to me, that's more important for him as an individual than, than any kind of trophy he'll get on the podium. I love but that. Nice. Yeah, I love it's that. It's also nice to see him win. <laughs> Obviously, like success is amazing, but I love that it's not success is not the ultimate. No. It is the journey and everything that kind of leads up to that moment rather Absolutely. than the moment. And and that's success. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Alex hopefully has a long successful career in Formula One, but he's also going to have a long successful life outside of sport. And yeah. and to me, you know, that's more important. And and that's kind of how I view all of my athletes. And you know, maybe that's why I'm in the position I'm in right now. But you know, that's the philosophy that I've stuck with and that's the philosophy that has, has worked in my career. Obviously, gentlemen, the sports science and like I said, there's no stone left unturned and that's why I've got the qualifications that I've got is so that I can provide that excellence in sports science. But actually, like I said, for me, it's, it's massively about the combination of the sports science and the individual as a person. I love that. But I suppose yeah. to follow on from that, is there anything you would like to achieve yourself? Even without the lads, but even just yourself. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I've always had um, ambition to have my own performance centre, mm. um, somewhere that I can work with elite, sub-elite athletes, place where some of these athletes can come and do training camps, can stay, deliver you know high quality sports science to athletes who are trying to achieve something, and and actually athletes outside of the elite spectrum. So you know, like I said, helping some maybe younger athletes on their on their journey to professionalism or I just help individuals along a journey that they're going on themselves. So that's kind of always been my ambition. I've been in London now about 12 years and I've kind of been out of Ireland um, for about 14 years because I was in Australia before that. So I've always had ambitions of having that in Ireland. You know, mm. Ireland from a sports perspective is, is probably a little bit behind the UK in terms of professionalism. Now that's not to say there's incredible, there's not incredible professionals in Ireland, but I think the structure of professional sport in Ireland is probably a little bit behind the UK. So yeah, it's different. To be able yeah. to go home and bring some of that skill set and experience to Ireland would, would be really special for me actually. And yeah, I'm a leash man at heart, so maybe <laughs> maybe sometime in the future that'll, that'll pop up in leash somewhere. We'll drag you back to Ireland at some point. Well, we need some somebody to compete with the dubs, so... <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, no, now you've started yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, well, I could, I could not leave this interview without saying something. Getting yourself in trouble. But, Patrick, thank uh, you so no. much for taking the time. No problem. And no uh, if anyone wants to see what you're up to, they can check out uh, Netflix and Drive to Survive. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Instagram as well. I think it's at Patrick H underscore coach. So if you, yeah, if you want to follow a little bit of the journey, feel free to jump over to Instagram. Amazing. Thanks so much, Patrick. Always pleasure talking to you. FM World Four Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.